Hello there. It's Most Things Kenobi. This is the podcast you're looking for. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this episode was by popular demand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a part two to our leadership episode that was a couple episodes back. This is, I don't even know if it's the opposite, but it's like a dovetails in. It's bad bosses, basically. Yeah, right? basically. The- <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about who we would categorize in middle management and upper management and perhaps have a third category of people who think they're management or upper management bit bosses boss title and they're actually just not just regular joe schmoes like us yep. just assholes in fact most of the people on this list are assholes yeah this kind of comes with star wars territory the mm-hmm. bad guys can be just like a few spring immediately to mind that I would hate to work for. Absolutely. God, God there's so many. I know. Although there's this weird thing where I would like totally like to work for one or two of them just to say that I did or to be in their presence. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's one of those weird things of like... <laughs> Uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, okay, I'll just say it. I would love to work for Krennic just to be in, around his cape. <laughs> I hate, hate to be around someone like him, though, because it, it's like he's, he could just start yelling yes. for no reason at any minute. He's but the cape. unpredictable. <laughs> I just have to say, before we get started, speaking of capes and clothes and everything, I'm going to give a real quick rundown of empire strips back the burlesque show i went to last weekend oh you don't want to do a whole episode on it oh no it's no no because i don't want to spoil it for people who may go see it i will say this you you already know some of the scenes that i told you about because the (laughs) shit was hilarious hilarious it was funnier than it was seductive and i really appreciate that sure there were some bare asses not a whole lot of nudity, but it was well done. It was for Star Wars fans, like inside jokes, all this yeah. stuff. And I'm just going to say, never in my entire life on this planet, in this universe, did I expect to see <laughs> Emperor Palpatine naked. Oh, no. No one wants that. No, no one wants that. No, everyone was hollering, screaming. I'll say it was a naked suit. It was like a suit that someone had on because it was like in the fashion of an old wrinkly dead man. Oh, my God. Which made it hilarious. But he came out to Wrecking Ball and rode the Death Star to Marley's Ah. I just, it was so fucking amazing. I just, I'm here to tell you, if you get a chance and it's in your city, the tickets are very inexpensive and worth every ounce of your time and effort to go. <laughs> it was great. That's amazing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I, I really, I was, I 
My boyfriend is not a Star Wars fan. He had no idea what was going on, and he had an absolutely amazing time. He loved it. So That's good to know. And then he asked me, was this in the movie? Was that in the movie? Are these from what movie? Which movie is this? So I had to show him what the guards were, what stormtroopers were, who this guy was, who that girl was. I had to show him everything. Uh, So it was a little lesson in, in, uh, yeah, they don't actually dress like this. In the movie, but there's sli- not really stripping in a movie. No, but Leia. Slave Leia, yeah, but that <laughs> yeah. was she did come out, she did her own thing, and she killed Jabba, and That's it was awesome. too um, notorious B.I.G. So I fully approve. Yeah, it was amazing, <laughs> and Jabba was the one singing. It was great. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well I think All I right. missed my chance to go, but maybe next time. Maybe I know it's. They're traveling around doing their thing. So if you get a chance, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay. So I, I brought all this up because Lando was present at the show and he kept referring to his cape. He was the MC of the oh, show. Oh, I see. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. And he kept talking about all of his glorious cloaks. And I was very, very upset that I don't get to wear a, like a cape or a cloak in, in public. <laughs> but he did. So... <laughs> I think it's time to start bringing some uh, capes back into style. Can we please? Please. Yes. I, the Dressing is so boring nowadays. It's so terrible. <laughs> well, enough of that. Let's get into who middle management is. Do you want to start with middle management or upper management? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, what's funnier? <laughs> Probably middle management. Because <laughs> my list I have. Is pretty, pretty, I don't know, wet paper towel-y. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of wet paper towels on this, on this list. Let's dive into it then, shall okay. we? Okay. <laughs> well, the definition of middle management, in case anyone needs to know, is very simply managers in an organization at a level just below that of senior administrators. So they're semi-executive positions. Uh, they can be promoted. They enjoy a good salary, but they don't get to make all the big decisions. So let's keep that yeah. in mind as we talk about all of these losers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to have a good time with this. <laughs> this is great. Give middle management hire and fire, or do they have to defer to upper management for that? Oh, I think they're part of the hiring team, but I don't think they make the final decision. At least in okay. my line of work, our mid- middle management is involved in the hiring process, but does not make the final decision. So I'm not sure how to answer that. So Maybe. they could make your life a living hell and absolutely, your job, but yes, because yeah. they're they're okay. still higher than you. They got a higher pay grade, and they know it. <laughs> so okay, who like are it. you thinking of? Who comes to mind for you for middle management? Krennic always comes to mind to me for middle management. Yeah, he's yeah. the first one I have on my list. <laughs> yeah, because he he does a lot of bluster and bluffing, but he he has to answer to Tarkin. Yeah. Always. And if you've listened to or read the the Rogue One novelization, they make it even more apparent that he is just like, not as powerful as he thinks he is. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that he's a pretty typical mi- middle management because he throws his weight around, but it only goes so far. And he's yeah. so hopeful that, like, hey, did what I, I just did, like, does that make me higher in ranking? Yeah. Like, 
He no. keeps wanting to get like one on one FaceTime with Palpatine, and it's just not going to happen. No. It's just never going to happen, and he's the only one who doesn't realize it. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> he loses. <laughs> yeah. But he does have he's a so fabulous petulant. Cape. He is he does. Petulant. Oh. We both Sorry, agree with each other. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> I I uh I I really love Krennic. I do too. I think Krennic and Tarkin together are just a recipe for delight. Because Tarkin hates him so much. So it's much. Really, really fun. And like Tarkin can just put him in his place over and over and over. Every time Krennic thinks he's he's finally got an advantage. Tarkin's nah. a step ahead of him. Well, it's my question great. my question to you is, I have Tarkin in the not sure list because he's higher than Krennic, but he's lower than Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Slightly lower than Vader, right? Kind of? He and Vader are kind of equals in a, in a sense. Because they're specialized in two different things. Vader yes. is killing and Krennic is... Just more organized Vader killing. Is killing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Vader's object goal for his fiscal year is to kill, and then <laughs> Tarkin's fiscal year goal is to also kill, but do it more like organized. <laughs> yeah, I mean Tarkin has Tarkin has initiative in the killing area, right? Like he yes. has plans, so. Uh, what is it? It's well, the Death Star was. I guess it was Palpatine's idea, but really, or um, Tarkin says to Krennic that it was an idea that he came up with years ago. So I don't know if it was Palpatine or Tarkin. True. And then there's like all all of the in Rogue One when Jin and Cassian are trying to find the Stardust file, they list all these different things, and they're part of Tarkin's initiative. It's like oh. a thing. Oh, and it's yeah. like all these plans he has for different ways of waging war and manipulating public opinion and all of this stuff. So he has kind of, he's got autonomy, but he does still answer to the, the emperor. He sits at the head of the boardroom table and chooses to not dip into the donuts. <laughs> yes. He's too good for the donuts. Krennic <laughs> takes a donut. He may take half of a donut. Te- Krennic demands all the donuts. <laughs> Krennic demands all the donuts. <laughs> but is only given a few pieces That's of crumbs. <laughs> I love this. He's allowed the last crumble of donut in the box and he gets so mad. It's like Milton. <laughs> the ratio of people to cake. Is oh, not- no. <laughs> There's not enough slices of cake. Uh, this is office space for... People who don't know, but Krennic's <laughs> office got moved to the the basement of the. <laughs> I love that woman in in office space where he's like, "But there's not enough pieces of cake," and she's like, "Milton, just pass." <laughs> yeah, right. That's, exactly. That's how everyone just deals with Krennic. They're like, "Just pass, just, pass. <laughs> just move on. Do do your job and shut up." Yes. But God, does he lord over everybody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's even in Bad Batch for a minute. Yeah, that's true. I heard that. Yep. Without Sans Cape, he had Sans no cape. Sans Cape? Yet. 
That's bullshit. <laughs> you can't have a Krennic without a cape. Say that ten times fast. I can't. <laughs> you know who else I have on middle management? Hmm. Cyril. Cyril Karn. Oh my god. He's the yes. he's the drippy, oh. uh, like ass kissy, um, tailoring man- his uniform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> god, you know, just taking what he can because hopefully it'll get him somewhere someday. And he's like conniving. He is like Krennic in that that sense. They both want more, but are really not good enough to get it. Yeah, and Krennic is kind of more aggressive, and Cyril is more conniving. I think. Yeah. And they both have an undercurrent of hate that cannot be outmatched. <laughs> yeah, and they don't listen to their superiors. Yeah. When they're told explicitly to do something, they think they know better and they go about mm-hmm. it their own way, and it mm-hmm. bites them both in the ass. That's why I put Cyril as number two. He was the second person that came to mind after Krennic. That is, yes, I completely agree with you. I would hate to work for him. Number one, creeper vibes. Oh, yeah, totally. Right? <laughs> Number two, I'd be afraid his mother would show up somewhere and, like, scold me. I would shake me. her hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is two ways to look at this, yes. <laughs> I love that woman so much. She's ruthless. She, she, she yeah. Yeah. I th- Though with Cyril, I feel like he's the kind of person who... He would be your boss and he would make you do something that you knew you were going to get in trouble for and you would mm-hmm. do what he said so you wouldn't get in trouble. You'd get in trouble anyway. Like, mm-hmm. he's that kind of boss. And then he would throw you under the bus at the same time. Yeah, Cyril lives by, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And boy, did that not work out what? for him. That didn't work. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens in season two, but mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. How to win people and how's it go? How to win friends and influence people written by yes. Cyril Carr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale. It is. It really is. <laughs> Who else is on your list? Some people may find this controversial, but I have Mace Windu. Ooh. <laughs> He's a motherfucking middle management freak. Could we put Kiati Bundi on there? With yes, him? if we put Mace, we put Kiati on there, and they're to- they're they're just like Krennic and Cyril. One is totally opposite of the other, but they're both. I, I, the reason I put Mace on there is because he's far too angry, um, and like yeah. pushy and bossy and kind of. He really lacks compassion. He really, really does. He doesn't have an empathetic bone in his body, but I really feel like he thinks he can do a better job than Yoda. He just knows not to fuck with Yoda because Yoda's like, what, 900 years old or something? And he just knows better, like, seniority. Yeah. He is, uh, I don't know. It really depends on the media, right? Because he's kind of portrayed differently, just like Qui-Gon. It's like the yeah. movies are one thing, books are another, mm-hmm. comics another, Clone Wars is another. You're kind of like getting a slightly different take every time you see Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. He seems really unpleasant in the movies, and he's so That's like kind of who I'm not, thinking of. Yeah, he's not like compassionate to Anakin, who's a child. Yeah, 
You know, he's like treating the child like he's an adult and he's not. Yeah. Uh, and then in like some books, he's really deferential to Yoda. Yeah. But in Clone True. Wars, he's kind of like in between that. So I would not, I would not want to work for Mace Windu. That That's my bottom line. I don't want to yeah. any part of my management team. Maybe it's just my style. Because he, he is not my yeah. style. <laughs> yeah, he seems like type A a little bit. Like a little bit con- like wants control, which maybe is not a right observation. But that's just kind of like the vibe I get off of him. I had a boss once who was very type A. And it was mm-hmm. so hard to please her. It was mm-hmm. the kind of thing where you... It, you would do your best and it was exactly what she asked for and she would still rip it to pieces and want you to start yeah. over. And it was just like, it really, it made me very good at what I do and made me impervious to criticism. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was constant. But when that, like when we parted ways, I was happy, the happiest I've ever been <laughs> with work I, at least. I probably felt a huge relief Sense I felt of like getting out of jail. Yeah, yeah, it was it was nuts. So I get that same kind of vibe off of Maze Windu. So mm-hmm. definitely, he would definitely be texting you at like three a.m. expecting oh, you to get on your computer and work. Oh my god, <laughs> you're right. I hate that. <laughs> uh, that hits close to home, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been done before. In my yeah. line of work. <laughs> You'll have your phone on Do Not Disturb and they'll just Absolutely. call as many times yeah. as it takes to break through your Do Not Disturb. Yeah. I, I heard this uh, thing on Instagram. This lovely woman was like, do your job and go the fuck home. And then she's like, she started singing, do your job, do your job, do your job and go the fuck home. And she made it into a song and she did it on, like by complete accident. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, you know, it's a catchy bop. And she's like, oh, it's a bop. And now I think to myself, do your job, do your job and go the fuck home and yeah. leave it at work. So, yeah, she's right. Mm-hmm. She's right. Well, anyway, I, I have a, I have a few more. I have a. I have yes, a few please. More. C- carry on. Should I just rattle them off? Sure. General Hux. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, thank you, yep. dear God. Moff Gideon from Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. He really thinks himself upper management, but that's a good guy. Thrawn would just grind to. To powder. Right. Because <laughs> he's right. so much scarier and more powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also have <laughs> one of our, you know, local favorites here on the show, Bib Fortuna. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a secretary almost. <laughs> yeah. And that's insulting secretaries. And I appreciate yeah. secretaries. But like. He's really a personal assistant who's really bad at his job. Yeah. It's like um, in Boba Fett, that guy with the green, he was a Twi'lek and he he was all like nervous and jittery and was writing down stuff on his little tablet or iPad or whatever the yes. hell he is. You know, he was just yeah. like real jittery. Mm-hmm. He's kind of in that realm, <laughs> Bib Fortuna. <laughs> yeah, he is. You're That's so funny. It's so true. And, and he, when Jabba dies, he like takes over like he's yeah. a lord master. And yeah, doesn't work. 
Mm-mm. No, doesn't he's Boba not Fett cut out for it. Takes care of that in like two seconds. <laughs> and I think it's funny that they they showed Bib Fortuna as being like very. Like, he had gotten all fat. Like, he just <gasps> gluttonous, yes! you know? Yes! Like, he was settling in <laughs> and taking advantage of people getting fat while everyone else suffers. <laughs> that kind of thing. So I will, I thought I will that say was... that Bib Fortuna was present at the show that I saw. Oh, oh God. He had he... clothes on the whole time. But I was like, oh, Thank no, God. there he is. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> they had everyone. But, yeah, out of all these extras, I think General Hux is, like, the epitome of middle management. He really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Would you say Kylo Ren is also? He was in my undecided group. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because he he's kind of autonomous, but he's not really. Like, he has Snoke controlling him at one point, and then... Yeah. I can't remember what happens in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> well, it turns good in Rise of Skywalker, remember? Yeah. yeah, but not right away. He's just kind of a loose cannon, I guess, for a while. But I feel like he's too confused. He's too confused to be in upper management. Upper management really, really knows what they are, and they thrive yes. off of it. You're right, because... Kylo is more emotional. He's kind of, like, driven by his anger. And it, he's like Maul, where he's kind of blinded to the, what's really going on. He's so focused on on just, like, what he wants that he's kind of not going to be like a Palpatine where he can get multiple plates spinning at once. You know, yes. he's not able to do that. Do you know that Maul is on my middle management list? <laughs> he, <laughs> he is a disaster. I was afraid to say it. <laughs> Why? Because it's Maul. Everybody loves Maul, and he's such a badass, like by himself. But he is middle management, dude. You know what Maul is? He's an independent contractor. He is an independent. <laughs> Let's put him in the independent contract. Because I have Grievous is an independent contractor. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. down in my unsure list. <laughs> yeah, like Ventress is also independent Ventress. contractor. It's like also on my list. You and I are like space twins, you know that? And we have something, I don't know. We got something. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, Ventress is so good. She's very sure of herself, but she's always kind of been like second, second, like like one level down from where she really should be. And probably yeah. by no fault of her own, she's just been discarded constantly. Yeah, so she's, she's kept there. Yeah, so she she is... <laughs> She's struggling to find her way, so I would go independent at that point myself. Yeah. I mean, she she steps out of Sith and Jedi and becomes mm-hmm. a bounty hunter, starts her own business. She's yeah. It's exactly what I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and then you still get bossed around by people. <laughs> There's so. always someone higher than you and someone lower than you at all times. Yeah. We never and quite... Get that's there. what Maul did too, right? Like he he's not a Sith anymore, so he starts his own crime family. And then he was technically <laughs> higher than Savage. Yeah, and that Savage like took care just, of itself. Yeah. He was just a that's you know, sad. he's a regular employee. Yeah, he's <laughs> his office is downstairs with Krennic <laughs> in the Sith basement. Yep, Sith basement. <laughs> What would Hondo be? I don't know. I think he's upper management, don't you think? 
yeah, well, his own little contract. He's like he's like an upper management, but of some like kind of a shitty non-profit. small little business. Oh, oh a nonprofit. I was thinking a nonprofit. <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking more like a, a business nobody wants or needs, but he's really sure everybody needs it. <laughs> so he deals CDs and cassette tapes and old Nintendo systems. And, and old cell phones. Yeah, yes, he swears <laughs> that it's going to come back someday, and he'll be on top of the market when that day comes. That's exactly right. We buy used cassette tapes <laughs> <laughs> right here on Florum. He's like a pawn shop guy. He is. Yeah. A, oh my god! He stands outside, waves people in. Come on in. <laughs> come on in. I got a deal for you. This is great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we tackle upper management? Because yes, let's do it. Who's on your list? These are more obvious, I think. But I'm gonna start with one that isn't that I put on here, and I put Java. Yeah, he's the fat boss that just sits back and lets everybody do everything for him, and still yeah. tells him, "You know what? You're fired. You didn't do that quite the way I wanted. You're fired." Yeah, and he reaps all the reward. Yes. And he laughs at his own yeah. employees. Yes. Yeah. And he like leaves you scraps. Yep. You know, but without my scraps, what would you have kind of thing? Yes. It's like when you work for Java, you work there because you need a job so bad you can't quit. Yes. Yes. You are stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Have I been there a few times? <laughs> being in the palace is still better than being out in the sun of Tatooine. The suns of Tatooine. So, you know yeah. what? At least it's air conditioned. In the office. Giant giant palm fronds to fan you That's while true. you're if you're lucky while you're walking by. <laughs> you might get eaten by a rancor, but you might be okay. Yeah, I'd be afraid to work for Java. Yeah, he's he's like a he's like a big CEO, like a fat cat, you know what I mean? I think the difference here, like what I feel with Middle management is I would hate to work for someone like that because they're probably stupid and I could probably do their job better than them and I wouldn't like being told what to do by someone who didn't know what they were talking about. Right. The upper management you're going to list are probably people I'm afraid to work for, that I would actually feel scared to work for. Like Thrawn? Yeah. Thrawn scares the shit out of me. (laughs) He scares the shit out of me. He's the right kind of calm where he's... I'd like to see you in my office. Mm-hmm. You know? You're like, I, w- I might never come back. I, 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 I don't know. What did I do? Oh, no. <sighs> you know? And then yeah. he remains calm the whole time. He's real. He's real. Um, He's one step ahead of you. He's going to get you. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he knows all the parts of his puzzle. Mm-hmm. And you only get to see one piece of it. Yes. So, you know, someone like Piet for example, would think maybe he's doing a good job and he's, like, managing his little sliver of the pie. Mm -hmm. But Thrawn knows whether or not what you're doing fits into his bigger plan, and that's what makes Mm -hmm. him so scary. You just don't know his whole plan and when you've become expendable, you know? Yeah, he's the guy, if something happens to you, he's already replaced you, like, within... Yes. Give him 60 whole minutes, he'll have you replaced. He'd have his lizard replace you. Those Isalamaris or whatever they're called. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but they are probably smart enough to do your job for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Ugh. Okay, well, I have to have Palps and Vader on here. Of course. Palpatine is the top. Of the top of the top of the top. Yeah. And I would be scared to hell to work for him. Palpatine is Hitler and Henry VIII. Yeah. Yeah. They are the kind of people who kill their inner circle. So even if you think you're doing a good job, like Vader is, like you said, a dog on a leash. But if you read the comics, you see Palpatine is always challenging him Mm -hmm. because that is the way of the Sith. Yeah. So no thank you. Yeah, no thanks. (laughs) He definitely is the one who, how do I want to say this? Everyone is expendable. And the minute you think you're safe, you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody is expendable, and we've seen it. I mean, it's he'll go to any length. There's this story about, I think it's Rommel. Uh, here's a little bit of German history for you. Like, okay. in, in World War II, Rommel was one of the most prevalent, like, prominent German soldiers, uh, officers mm-hmm. in Hitler's army. He was, like, in charge of their... Um, I can't remember what the tanks, like, what their section is called. I can't believe my brain okay. is having a cramp. That's but either fine. way, like, by getting to the end of the war, Hitler was starting to kill off his inner circle. And so he threatened Rommel that he would kill his family unless Rommel killed himself. Yeah. And yeah. that's, like, that's how Palpatine is. That's a Palpatine move. So, like, Rommel poisoned himself to save his family. And that just, it's so, like, the Empire to me. And that's why I'm really terrified of Andor Season 2. Yeah, right? <laughs> totally. Because I think we're going to see stuff, you know, not that specifically, but that kind of cruelty, you know? Yeah. And and at the end of the day, he still was able to lead, like, an entire galaxy of, like, bad people. So he yeah, was and effective. Think, Whatever he did, he was yes. effective at it. But he was not. He's not someone you want to work for. He's not someone you trust. He's not someone you respect. He's someone you fear, and mm-hmm. you're never safe with somebody like him. Yeah, it's kind of like what we talked about in the leadership episode. Palpatine is good at knowing what your strength is, and mm-hmm. he uses that to his advantage. Mm-hmm. And then when he doesn't need you anymore. You're, You're dead, basically. Yeah. yeah. But a good so, leader uses your strengths and never sees you as expendable because you are part of the team and you're respected and there's trust yeah. in you to do your part and all this stuff. You know, all, everything that Palpatine is, everything that Palpatine isn't, Leia is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. She believes yeah, in people. Definitely. She believes in the good spirit. She believes in. You know, all of the good qualities and that sort of thing. If she sees a fault in you, she doesn't, ex- like, get rid of you. Mm-hmm. She gives yeah. you more chances. I mean, look at Han. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the reluctant hero. <laughs> yeah. So what are your thoughts on Vader, then? Well, Vader's a tough one because Vader's kind of in a position where he too is expendable if he doesn't fall in line with Palpatine. But Vader is so exalted by everyone else because he's Palpatine's like lapdog or right-hand man mm-hmm. or however however you want to look at it. 
everyone yeah. is scared of him too because they know he's the mouth of Palpatine. If Palpatine's not around, Vader's like the next choice. Yeah. Of like who you speak to or who you have to like answer to, rather. So he's kind of like a 2.0. <laughs> Except he's also he's also middle management. He's part of a group of people doing terrible things, but he's not making the ultimate decision. P- Palpatine yeah. is. He is answerable to Palpatine, especially for certain things that he does. But he also makes his know. own mind up because it's fucking Anakin in there, and he always did. He's impulsive right. and he will do what he wants. Yeah, exa- I feel like Krennic is a great example in Rogue One where Krennic goes to see Vader. Mm-hmm. That's a really good example of all of their dynamics because Krennic really wants to use Vader to get to Palpatine yeah. so he can yeah. explain like how valuable he is to Palpatine. But Vader is like literally shows he holds Krennic's life in his hands when he chokes him. Yes. And is like, don't <laughs> choke on your aspirations. Like, you're not fucking going anywhere. And yeah. if I kill you, the Emperor will not mind. That's right. Correct. <laughs> like, Correct. It, we'll just find another scientist, you know? <laughs> and on the flip side, I think of the Kenobi show where Palpatine had a talk with Vader. Like, you need to, I understand what you're doing. You're hyper-focused on something here, but you need to reroute your energy mm-hmm. away from this Kenobi business. We got other things to do. So it's like yep. Vader's doing what he wants. But it's under the patience and the allowance of Palpatine because those two go back a long ways. Yeah, that's really true. It's a great point. So he's a t- he's a tough one. He's a tough one. He's like, he- <laughs> oh god, <laughs> you know Dwight in the office. <laughs> yes, he's not the assistant man. He thinks he's the assistant manager. But Michael Scott corrects him as the assistant to the regional manager. So he fancies himself the assistant manager, but he's actually assistant to the region. So Vader fancies himself the assistant. (laughs) Emperor. Yeah, but he's the assistant to the emperor. So, yeah. Yeah. He's Dwight. (laughs) I can't. Those are all I had in upper management. Do you have anyone else? Because we're leaving one very crucial character out of all these lists. Who? Who is it? Ponkrell. Oh. (laughs) Where the fuck do we put him? Because I know where I would put him. Down in the basement. Yeah, I think he's middle management. I think he's nothing, really. Mm-hmm. He holds all the clones' lives in his hands because the Jedi put him in that position. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, no one will follow him at the end. No. So do you have other lists? Like the kind of like can't... Well, yeah. I, so I had Griev- Grievous in there. And I also had mm-hmm. Dooku. Uh, where does Dooku fit in? I was going to ask what what we would call Dooku. I don't know. He's kind of he's kind of like Tarkin. He is. He, yeah. He has initiative, but really he doesn't. Like he is really a dog on a leash with with Palpatine. I think Dooku thinks he's something, but Palpatine knows he's really just a puppet. Yeah, every success that Dooku had in the Clone Wars, he 
definitely thought it would amount to something. And all it amounted to was being the ultimate tool to get Anakin to make a, a, another mistake. Yes. Which is exactly. wild when you think about it. It's very tragic, It's actually. so bad. Because <laughs> Dooku really believed, mm-hmm. and he was really following what he believed was yeah. right. Yes, unquote, right, right. right. But, and, and they show in Tales of the Jedi, he's disillusioned and... You know, mm-hmm. he has this very tragic, like losing Qui-Gon was one of the kind of things that kind of pushed him even further away from the Jedi. And it's very tragic. It's it's like a a life wasted kind yes, of. Yes, totally. I feel bad. I, I do feel bad for Dooku, his character, because he could have been truly great mm-hmm. if his focus had been on something other than if he had just stayed on the Jedi course. Like he had a great master he had great aspirations he he didn't go into the clone war just blindly believing so he he had convictions mm-hmm. and usually people with convictions and strong feelings about something you can really <laughs> kind of guide them back <laughs> this way you know what i'm yeah. saying and and he just like what's her name almost got her uh got him in um Tales of the Tales of the Jedi. Oh, Yaddle. Yaddle. She was right that he yeah. thought about it. He was one of those ones, like Anakin, who yeah. could have continued to be great if he'd have just reined it in and refocused. Well, that's yeah. Once you're in that position where you're kind of adrift, mm-hmm. if the wrong or the right person gets their hands on you, yes. it can make you. It can save you or it can send you over the edge and. Yeah, we should do a whole episode on Dooku someday. I, I never really should. think about him in much detail, but he's he's far more layered now than just like what he was portrayed as in the prequels. You know, for it's like sure, just an evil old man who is assisting Palpatine. It's like right. there's more to him now. We have more of a backstory. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Our question for all of you this week is who do you see as middle management or upper management or independent contractor? Did we miss anybody? (laughs) Do you agree or disagree with us on any of these choices? We would love to know. Please hit us up on our socials and give us your point of view and you will not be sent to the basement if you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Which there is no, there is no wrong answer. Just, just to clarify. We're not pal. Right, right. Yeah. Next week, we have decided we're going to talk about Dooku. Yes. We have never done anything, really, with his character, so we've decided we're going to deep dive into him a little bit, talk about his history. I don't even know what we're going to (laughs) find. Yes, but there's a lot more there than than meets the eye. We do know that. Exactly. So we will explore that next week. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. 
So until next time, my dear space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Thank you.